Hello and welcome to episode 51 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define and grow their brand and business. Today, I am joined by Trudy Simmons, clarity and productivity coach at her business, The Daisy Chain Group, and founder of International Women's Business Facebook Group. Thank you so much for joining me today, Trudy. I'm excited to be here, Tammy. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Today, listeners, Trudy and I are going to be talking about happiness, clarity, and success in business and how they all work together. Being a business owner can feel stressful and lonely and tough, but it's also like the absolute best thing you can ever do. And I think I can't think of anyone better positioned to be talking about joy in business than you, Trudy, and the glorious, positive, butt-kicking cheerleader that you are that's been there pretty much since day one of my business. So I don't have my pom-poms quite literally at the ready, not a euphemism, but Trudy, I would love to start these episodes by just defining the basics of what we're talking about. So could you talk about how business and clarity kind of work together to bring that feeling of success? Business and clarity, uh, there's this thing, when we're not clear on where we're going, what we're doing, why we're doing it, then we are basically going through the motions and that's when business starts to feel like the drudgery, just doing the day-to-day. When we have clarity and we're clear on the direction we're going, the focus we need to take, um, the actionable steps to get there, then we know what we're aiming for. We can see the big vision of what we're aiming for. And that's when the dreams come into things where we can we can actually dream about what we want to create and then create it. And how is it that happiness kind of factors into all of that? Do you think that it's a driving force to find the clarity or do you think it comes from the clarity? Both. So happiness for me, what I have found, I've had my business for 11 years, what I have found is that when women in particular, because my audience is women, are happier in what they're doing and they know why they're doing it, it builds motivation. And when we have more motivation, we're able to be more confident. When we're able to be more confident, we're able to be more visible. And in being visible, we have to be that for our businesses in whatever way that means to us. We have to be visible. So it all begins with happiness. And sometimes that happiness can come from being in one of my Facebook communities and just having a giggle about the things that we go through in business, the support that we need, the um, the ups and downs and the all in-betweens. We just have, yeah, sometimes it is about laughter and joy in in what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that everyone, I hope that everyone listening to this can resonate with the fact that when you laugh, I feel like it just, it kind of chases any negative feelings away for that moment around that laughter and it's it's such a unifier between everyone of any description that I don't feel like we prioritize laughter and joy and happiness enough in our businesses which is really ironic when it's usually the reason why we start them right yeah my grandma says that laughter is the best medicine I've grown up hearing that and Um, she's 93 now and she still giggles like a teenager at the most ridiculous things Um, but it is and that's how she's one of my rocks in my in my business in my life and I absolutely follow that thinking laughter is the best medicine and however you feel 
especially on the tough days, it is about finding that little bit that says, I can do this and I'm going to do it and I'm going to make myself smile to get it done. I think that it's it's really strange because as kids, I feel we're naturally happy. And then as we get older, happiness is almost something to strive for rather than something that just kind of naturally happens. And it's always, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy if, I'll be happy because, rather than I feel happy in the moment, even though everything's not perfect, even though things around me are not quite where I want them to be, I can still be happy and content. Um, And I feel like with business owners, from my experience, everything, and it's something that I'm trying to work through like continuously, we live in that world of instant gratification and you expect results immediately, the overnight successes, the quick wins, everything like that. And it's really easy to almost delay your happiness as part of your big picture rather than your right now. Is that something that you've come across quite frequently? Quite frequently. And for myself, as much as for anybody else. So when um, I started my business 11 years ago, I came from a big corporate career. I'm so lucky. Um, I quit that. I left. I I then I had no idea I was going to set up my own business. And but when I did set it up, I tried to run that business like I'd been in corporate. And I had to start the process of unlearning all the things that had kept me contained because in corporate I couldn't be myself. I was actually moved to a different desk because I was too happy. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. How terrible is that? I mean, like I badmouth corporate fairly for, I'm not saying that it's always bad. Like there are people out there who thrive in that environment, but for me, it wasn't right. And it's stories like this and these incredible people like yourself that I know and meet and admire within business. And you're just like, how could that have been the way that you were feeling? I can't imagine that now. But then getting out of that and uh, and realizing, well, not I didn't realize for a very long time that I could be anything else because I had been taught uh, how to be in business, and so I was trying to be that person to a lot of people, and it didn't work for me. And brilliantly, I had a business coach. I believe everybody should have a business coach. Uh, I had I had two actually at the time, and one of them was a a more spiritual, intuitive business coach, and she took me through this process and in the end she said where is the tutu wearing singing child that was you entertainer that was you where's that person in your business and the whole of me kind of constricted in a you can't be that in business that doesn't that's not right that's not what I see in um in women entrepreneurs in particular because we have to come out in the power suits and be Mm -hmm. revolting so so I it was like an immediate switch in my head of oh my god this is what I need to be who I am so off the back of that I created this big event uh this was in Australia at the spectacular uh, on uh, business symposium and I wore a tutu and everything was over the top can't imagine can you tell me no I can't imagine that at all (laughs) and then and it attracted the people that wanted that or didn't know that they needed that because in the a lot of my clients are actually introverts because as much as I am can be an extrovert, I'm a massive introvert. I get my energy from myself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my clients are introverts and I'm very aware of that in doing my ta-da <laughs> flamboyant part of business because I want to attract them 
to give them that little bit of energy that they need to get done what they need to get done. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that I find I always find it fascinating when I remember that you're an introvert because like you are one of the most I don't want to say extroverted. I feel like it's you have such big energy. And I feel like, like I said at the beginning, you were one of the first business women that I actually met face to face when I chose to start my business. It was because of your Facebook group that I attended my first networking and it kind of all grew from there. But it was the first taste for me coming from the corporate because I was still working in corporate. And it was almost like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize that you could literally shake your pom poms and be a successful businesswoman. Um, And it really was inspiring to see that joy coming through because we always get told it's going to be tough. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be great. But and there's always that but. But I think that you know, it can just be happy. It can just be joyous and you can just choose the things that you enjoy or find the joy in the things that you maybe don't, like even if it's the glass of wine when you've done it. Yes. <laughs> also the fact that with all of that, the language that we use and on the tough days and it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard, brilliant. Thank goodness we've made a choice to have these tough days. These are our tough days that we've chosen. Yeah, We're not being dictated to about what that tough day will be and that somebody else is saying, um, take on my pressure, take on my responsibility because it's all too much for me. So you take on. We make these choices. And I think more than anything in the last year, I've seen it so much more where we can either choose to think that this is going to be a really hard time or we can choose to think, okay, where's the opportunity? Where can I thrive rather than feel like I'm surviving? And look, it doesn't work for everybody. And for some people, it is too hard to be, I get, I'm, I'm a perpetually positive person, which is really annoying to some people because I, I try, I see the good in everybody and I try to see the opportunities and the positivity in things because I want to be happy. What's the point in working so danged hard if we're not happy in, in not in the end, every day <laughs> in what we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that you touched on there is really important. And if there are any listeners out there now who are like, oh, I know that this is going to be difficult. And I know it's easy to say when you're already established. Like, honestly, my toughest days in my court or my average day in the corporate world will probably be about the toughest day that I've had in the business world, just because... It's my choice and I've chosen to do this and this is my business and I'm building my future and my dreams and my goals and my lifestyle and my happiness. Whereas when I was in the corporate world, like my days were on average, either awful or mediocre. And I don't think that I've had a mediocre day since I've been running my business. But in that I loved every day of my corporate career because I was determined to be happy. And I had teams of people that reported to me. And if everybody was having a down day, I would go and stand in the middle of the open plan office and do a little sing song. And they would just go, here she goes. And everyone was laughing at me. And then the mood changed and everybody would get done what needed to get done. And to me, I, I love the influence that I was able to have on, and they all still contact me now and say that they think about, or oh, what would Trudy do? So, I mean, that, that's, that's 
That's amazing because it's not about what we truly do in taking the next step. They know what to do is changing their mindset to getting to that place where they they feel like they can do it. So, and this may be a tricky question to answer, but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. Um, as someone personally who is not a perpetually positive person, <laughs> talking to someone who is a perpetually positive person, what kind of tips and advice could you give to someone who's like, I really want to be able to see the positive and the opportunity, but sometimes it just feels too much. Where do I even start? Yep. And I do get that. And look, I'm perpetually positive in that I'm not it all the time. (laughs) Um, But I think that there are, again, choices we can make. And if we choose to not feel the way that we are feeling in the, I call it my Eeyore, there's nothing to do here. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and moan, feel like shit. Okay, we'll do that for a minute and then get on with it because we're businesswomen and we got things to do. So it's, and that's all really easy to say. Here's what to do. What I do in those circumstances is, first of all, I walk away and ordinarily I I get outside if I can, even if it's 10 minutes. I try to make it over 20 because I know that my mind changes after 20 minutes of walking. And sometimes it's better in the rain or on a really windy day because you get that crusty feeling on your face. Weird. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, (laughs) So the first thing that I do is walk away. The second thing that I do is say, right, what do I want to happen here? What do I want to happen? Okay, if that's what I want to happen, what's the very next step to take to get there? And don't make it a thing that is unachievable because your mind's already going. We can't do that. That's helpful brain. Thanks for coming to the party. I do talk to myself as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, brain. No. (laughs) Uh, So if you're sitting there and you're going, okay, shake it off. I've done my walk. I want things to change. I don't want to feel the way that I did. What do I want to do? Right. What I want to do is I want to get my website live. Let's say it's something like that. Right. To get my website live, that's a massive thing to do. What do I need to do to get there? Write out six to 10 things. Um, It might be content. (sighs) It might be (laughs) whatever it is, graphics, Tammy. Um, Write down those 10 things and then grab a highlighter. I have one by my side all the time and write down and highlight three, two, one thing that you're going to get done that minute. And then you sit there and you chip away at that. And in doing that, you get that whoosh of I've done it. And whatever it is, you will feel that. And that whoosh of I've done it will change the way that you're able to approach the next thing. Oh, my God, I've got momentum. And then you feel like you're on that train track going, and you're getting things done. And by the end of that day, you've got those three things done. You've had a good day because you decided to change your mind. I love that. And I'm, yes, action. I think action is so underrated because it feels so hard to take even the tiniest step sometimes like as someone like I'm sure there'll be people out there who can resonate with this as well but I have been to the point where I'm just like I cannot see a single way of making it through the next hour I know that I will like I'm a strong independent female business owner I know that I'm gonna bring my sass pack and everything will be fine but at 
it can feel like you're really bogged down. So breaking it down and having those actions are great. The questions that I tend to ask myself, and I, to be honest, one of these was inspired by you is always, do you choose to carry on feeling like this? Because if you do, you're just going to have to make your peace with that because that's what you're choosing. And usually it'll be like, no, fine, I guess. Hello, Eeyore. Yeah. And the other one would be, how am I feeling on the happiness scale between one and 10 at the moment? And usually it'd be like minus six. So, okay, well, how can you get to a minus five? Like, how can you get one point away from where you are? It doesn't have to be big. It can be, like you said, go and stand outside barefoot in the grass, you know, Mm. in in your garden rather than someone else's. But, and then go for a walk, whatever it is that kind of lifts your spirits, just that fraction, because exactly like you said, it's about building that momentum to try and push yourself over the, the peak of despair and down to the roller coaster of joy. <laughs> Dance and music is so powerful. And there's lots of tests and scientists that are working on exactly what it does to the brain, because it, it is fascinating when you look at, I'll tell you a story. If you Put a glass of water beside a speaker and you turn the volume up. That water starts dancing, right? You can see the water moving. You are 80% water. Your brain is floating in it. So don't quote me on this. Science <laughs> <But laughs> by Trudy. <laughs> no. um, so if you can even imagine that, you put on your favourite song and imagine what it's doing to your body your mind it is changing all those firings of wirings that need to change for you to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish and laughter does the same thing it jiggles and shakes and it um it helps you to be able to think differently I get really excited about all this stuff because it's so simple when you when you apply it but it's that step between sitting in the car car and sometimes that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I can do that for days sometimes. It's not a case of everybody, come on, we feel crappy for five minutes and then feel the best. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you need to sit in it. But if you don't want to and you're choosing not to, then making that leap from sitting there to um, to feeling like you can get done what you want to get done, it's those steps in between. It's applying it. It's taking the action that can be really hard because sometimes it's not what you think you want or need and if it isn't sit in the car car and enjoy yeah this is it I think when neither of us are going to be sitting here saying if you have any form of negative thought shut that shit down and crack on with a grin on your face and a smile in your heart because we need to acknowledge and feel those feelings because they're coming from somewhere And I think this might be a beautiful segue that if you are feeling frequently that you aren't sure how to bring that joy back into business, it may be because you lack clarity. (laughs) Uh huh. Uh huh. So when it comes to clarity in business, I mean, we touched on this right at the beginning with your beautiful intro, but it really is not just being clear on, right. So today my to-do list has 63 million things on it. Or this week, I'm going to achieve the biggest month I've ever had in this one, two, three days. Or anything that's kind of insurmountable or massively over-enthusiastic, which are, you know, all great. You do you. But I feel like unless you're coming from a place of clarity, I have experienced more frequently feeling negative within my business if I'm not clear on why or where I'm going. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So when it comes to building clarity within business, kind of how is it that you approach that with your clients? There's a few things in that. With any business, no matter what it is, you need and want to have clarity, be clear on your direction, have absolute focus on what you're wanting to do and why you're wanting to do it. And then accountability for how to move forward, whether that's accountability to yourself or in a mastermind, whatever you want to do, but get yourself accountability because it helps you to um, to, to not feel isolated in your business. It's really powerful and important. Clarity in itself is, and how I find it with clients, is, is that... Okay, the Daisy Chain Group, the name of it, part of the name of it is because there's a cog in a machine and it's called the Daisy Wheel. And I only found this, a Daisy Chain Wheel. I only found this after I've been in business for about two or three years. There's a Daisy Chain Wheel in a machine. And when that cog is in place, everything works. When the Daisy Chain Wheel isn't in place, it's stuck. And it's like it's going like this. And that's where we get stuck in business. We're doing the motions. We're doing the motions. When will this end? When will this end? When will it grow? When will I get more clients? None of that stuff can happen until you are clear and have clarity on what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how to get it done. And that's how I help clients. There is there's, there's nothing in between where you are now and what where you want to get to that cannot be achieved and that I can't see because I deal with individuals. So if your plan is, I had a client once say to me, well, I want world peace. Brilliant. What are you doing now? And unless you're willing to, or able or uh, you get help to be able to look at what that next step is and how to get there. You start building and building and building. And that's the direction and focus. Yeah, I love that. And I think the clarity really is, it, it's been used as a bit of a buzzword nowadays. It's usually paired with confidence, but it doesn't make it any less valid. And it's so important within business because the first few years that I was in business, I, or the first couple of years, I had a very clear end goal for my first year. Once I achieved that, I completely lost what I was doing it for. And because I didn't have that clarity, I found those days of unhappiness or just feeling a bit lost or exactly like you said, I was doing the things, but not achieving anything because I didn't really know why I was doing things. I didn't feel like I had a business. I felt like I just did stuff. Yeah. And it, it can be really disheartening. But like you said, if you, you're clear on your end goal or even a future goal, whatever it is that you're working to currently, then clarity is just the path of steps and actions that you need to take in order to get there. Would you say that was fair? Yes. But it's, I love that you said that clarity is paired with confidence a lot. I, I agree with that. But there is a lot of steps, hard work and real purpose that comes in between clarity and confidence. And even if those steps look like really basically, really basically, but be clarity, direction, focus, accountability, happiness. If you get those five, six things done, confidence is almost like an automatic because you're not having to think about oh my goodness, what's my messaging? Oh my goodness, what's my, why am I doing this? Um, What am I doing today? All of those questions go because you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly who you're talking to and you know the messages and the stories that you want to get across to people. 
boom. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of looking at it because confidence isn't necessarily a thing that you have or don't have. It's just, it's almost like the lack of questioning yourself. Yeah. And you can't question yourself on those things, I think. It's what I've seen with all of my clients. It is almost, it's too hard to question yourself on those questions to be able to get that information because you're so stuck in it that when you've got that cloud of crikey can this even work or why am I doing this or all of those questions that the negative questions that are coming you can't see that cog going like this and wait uh, clicking and clicking and waiting to be put into place so you can go I get it oh my goodness amazing I'm so clear and then it's fun then it's just building yeah I think that it's fantastic I think that clarity is also something that I am a big believer in starting with where you want to end up then looking at where you are now and then finding the path in between. But sometimes it can be really hard to know where you want to end up. So do you have advice or tools that you recommend when it comes to kind of defining what you're aiming for, even if you're not 100% certain on that's going to be my absolute end all? Yeah. So especially with women entrepreneurs, one of the hardest questions we get asked is what do you want? Because we have never been asked we don't know how to answer it in a way because we're, we're people pleasers and we want to be able to say, well, this is what I want, but is this okay? Or does this fit in with what you want? And it's, it can be subconscious. I'm not saying that everybody does it, but mm-hmm. I do it. I do it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> if you look at that question around um, what do you want, then it is making sure that when you answer that, and again, it's ask, I would get somebody else to ask it of you so it's not you asking the question of yourself because you do know what you want. It's just locked away. And when we are given the voice to be able to say what we want, those steps become a lot clearer. Now, choosing what that is at any given time, uh, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be to do with your business as well. So one of my goals when when I first came back to the UK was to have somewhere to live, to be able to buy somewhere. So I that was my direction. That was my focus. I wanted to be able to have a business that sustained me being able to have a mortgage. I did it. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Captain Sensible. Um, so it, it doesn't have to be this massive... Uh, within 10 years, I want to be the most well-known woman entrepreneur around me. Just calm it down. Make it something that you go, this lights up my heart. This makes me want to get up in the morning. This gives me something that to focus on. If I know that I'm going to get there, then I'm going to work this hard to get there. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Do you, I'm curious to know, how much your goals have changed now that you've achieved the thing that you set out for have you is it just that you had other things that you wanted to achieve as well and those are now your new focus or is it just kind of like right I've got that so what's next so I'm pretty terrible at this because as soon as I achieve whatever I was set out to achieve I choose the next thing I forget to celebrate which is why in my Facebook communities I'm really big on everybody celebrating because I'm terrible at it so it I, I I have achieved the things that I've all I do achieve the things that I set out to do because there's nothing that gets in my way. 
But so have my goals changed? Yeah, absolutely. Every year my goals change. And whether I reassess uh, or I, I change them completely, but I need something that gives me the focus to, to go. So this year is audience growth. And but not just audience growth, it's engagement as well. And that's way more important to me. You know, I've got this Facebook group of a thousand women entrepreneurs, and the engagement in there is that with a thousand women, we have 40 to 42,000 comments, uh, posts, comments, and reactions each month. Whereas you can go into some of the massive groups and they've had two posts a day and nobody's interacting. So I'm pretty bloody proud of those communities. And I want to grow my Facebook communities, but in an engaged way. I don't want just numbers. It means nothing to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was expecting you to sing that line then. No, <laughs> yes, I didn't. <laughs> As I said, I was like, it means nothing to me. <laughs> Um, and I think that that's a really important thing to note there as well, because your, your dreams and your goals can be at any size, like absolutely any size. It could be getting somewhere to live, which was one of my driving factors when I started my business was because I wanted a deposit, a deposit for a house. Now it's because I want to own a small holding. I want a home with some land and some goats and chickens, because apparently you can't take Somerset out of the girl after all. Um, but when it comes to business focus goals, I think that it is important to remember that your goals can be as simple as growing growing a Facebook community. It could be having an extra client a month. It could be launching a new service. It could be anything that you want to do. One of my goals for the five years starting from last year, so kind of this would technically be year two, was to pivot my business to be consulting instead of design. And because of the way that the pandemic in 2020, the beautiful bastard turned out, I actually achieved that by the end of last year. But now it means that I'm going through that phase where I'm like, right, what's next? Because I don't find it easy to suddenly go, I've achieved this. I do like to celebrate. I try and make the effort because I never used to. And it's just, it is so important to acknowledge the fact of what we achieve because Mm -hmm. it helps feed that happiness. Um, But I do find it hard to go, right, okay, so what's next? Because I'm almost like, oh, I've achieved that. Everything that I was working towards was working towards that. Ah, what do I do now? So do you have like any any recommendations, tips? I don't know whether you're a daily practice kind of gal who has set motions that you put in place to kind of maintain that clarity as you and your business evolve. I'm not a routine person. I rebel against routine. Um, and I would love, love to be one of those people that says, I get up at 5.45, I meditate, I journal for half an hour, I take my daily walk, constitutional. <laughs> I'm just never going to be that. Um, but I, what I do have is beside me, I have my vision board, which I look at all the time, which gives me, and that's think one of the words on there is focus. <laughs> um But this year has been about discipline for me. And when I first heard the word, I was like, that's a really nasty word. But when I look at how I react in business, I am very focused, very driven, very ambitious. I come up with harebrained ideas, but I need discipline around creating more of a a schedule that works for me. So not the routine so much, but the schedule, which I, I think are two different things. So that does help. Your question was, how do you drive, uh, work out what you want? I, I think that 
everybody's different. And trying to follow a formula of what somebody else might tell you that you can do doesn't mean it's what you want to do. And sometimes it is sitting down with your dang self for a two-hour slot because sometimes it can happen in 20 minutes, but it might take longer. And thinking, thinking and writing. And as annoying as that can be, at the beginning of last year, I, I lost my business the year before that. It, it was uh, an, had an awful year. And in re- regrowing myself and my business, I sat down with, and I never do it, with a notepad, notepad and pen. I wrote down, what do you want to be known for? What do I want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And in doing that, I gave myself a two-hour period of time to sit down and write what that looked like. And in doing that, I found out that what I want to be known for is entertaining women entrepreneurs in their businesses. I can help you build a business. I can put the steps in place. That's all the the systemics of building a business and being able to to know what to do. I, I can do all of that. That's a given. But what I want to be known for is entertaining women in their businesses. Because when we are happier, as I said, it builds that level of motivation, enthusiasm, passion back for what you are doing. So I I think that maybe starting with that, what do I want to be known for? And giving yourself a, a an hour, sat outside if you can, with a notepad and pen, a cup of tea, you'd love that. <laughs> And think about what it is you want to be known for and write it down. And don't stop when you think you've finished. Keep going because the gold is in that bit after you stop writing. Interesting. And I think it's also important to note that when you're doing this, like you don't need anyone else's permission. Whatever it is that you want to do, however big that is, however small that is, whatever it is, like you can absolutely aim for that. I firmly believe that anyone can achieve anything that it is that they want to have. It's just having that courage to say it out loud and actually go for it. But it's the courage to say it out loud and taking the action towards it. Yes. So in January, I ran the spectacular challenge to one million pounds. Oh, yes. That was a harebrained idea I had in November. I set it up. I put it out there. uh, And on the 5th of January this year, I uh, had 80 women entrepreneurs come along for the ride for that month, 5th of January to 5th of February, to create and inject £1 million into our economy. The calls I got and the people around that said, God, you won't make it. Why are you even trying? Um, it'd be so so hard to do that. Uh, what if you fail? <laughs> Let me help me. Um, and each and honestly, it started making me nervous. And then I had to check in with myself and go, "That's not what I believe." Yeah, it's not. I would not have set this up thinking. <gasps> What if we fail? It's not what any of us should do with our business. We should always go into it with a, a, a passion for what it is. And in setting that up and having, there was 80 women that signed up. Now, remembering that the schools were supposed to go back on the 4th of January and then Boris shut us down again and the, school, the kids came home. So a lot of people just couldn't deal. But I still had 65 women entrepreneurs in that group that were active. And we did it. We did 1,057,000 in that month. But what was really interesting is 
that throughout the month we did daily prompts of things to think about, collaborations, lots of different ways of, of rethinking what you were doing. What that did for people was they would turn up and get really enthusiastic and motivated to do something different for their business. 55% of those businesses had a better January than they'd ever had because they changed their approach to January. They changed their mind. It was phenomenal. That's just incredible. And I think it speaks volumes of literally everything that we've been talking about here, where if you have that joy, that daily dose of happiness, and you're focusing on being completely clear on what the goal is that you want to help contribute towards or achieve yourself and having the enthusiasm that sparks that motivation because you desperately want to be a part of this. I mean, a million pounds from small business owners, independent business owners. It was, was it Hampshire only as well? It was UK. It was UK. And it's just, it's still, it's incredible that we can, it's, yeah, it just boggles my mind that, what we can achieve. I saw a quote the other day, which was, um, we overestimate what we can achieve in a day, but we underestimate what we can achieve in a month. And that really rang true for me. Yep, absolutely. It was phenomenal. Each Friday, I would do a Facebook Live and tell them the total of work because they would put their totals in on a secret sheet. And then I'd add it all up at the end of the, on a Friday, I'd tell them where we were at. And on the week before the last week, we were at about 600,000. So we needed over 400,000 to beat the million. And so many people went into a spiral of, well, I can't do it, so I'm not going to try. And I, it, I had to keep them going for that final week. And then something really interesting happened. And if everybody listened to this and did something about it, it is business changing. On the Friday, the last Friday, which is the 5th of February, at midday, so I did my Facebook Live at one. At midday, I knew we'd hit it. So we had hit the million. And I did a Facebook Live at one o'clock, which I did every Friday. And I said, we are so close. We are so close. Please ask for the sale. Please, for your businesses, because it was nothing to do with me. This is what they were doing for their businesses. For your businesses, go and ask for the sale. Who can you reach out to? Who needs what you're selling? Who wants your products? Who, who doesn't even know about it yet? Go and ask for the sale. And within the five hours after that, 57,000. <laughs> because they were so nervous that they wanted to reach this goal. But it's just the fact of they asked for the sale. And we as women entrepreneurs get very nervous about asking for the sale. But the, I removed the nerves from them because they were just like, buy from me, buy from me. We've got a million Trudy's heads. <laughs> just created this. <gasps> but it worked. And to see this beautiful community that had worked so hard over the month, not, not just achieve it, but absolutely smash it. Uh, and then the, we had lots of PR and media that happened after that. And the feeling around, it was it was electric, absolutely electric. I, it's just incredible. And I think it really goes to show that when you do have that motivation, like what you can achieve, and I think it also harks back to what you were saying earlier about accountability as well. And whether you're holding yourself accountable to someone else, to yourself, to your business, whatever it is, to your goals, to your cats, whatever, that accountability can really give you that final push. So when you're 
when you are so close or you've already achieved it, but someone's not telling you. And you just need that final bit of motivation just to get you to that goal. Like that accountability really does come into its own strength. Accountability is one of the strongest things that you can do for your business because it works on both sides. It works on the side of you wanting to uh, to be able to achieve more for your business, but it's working on your business, not just in your business. And what we tend to do is get stuck in that day-to-day of what needs to happen, what needs to happen, when actually being accountable to working on your business where we almost think that's a waste of time. We, we we put it in our heads of, well, if I'm working on my business, then I'm not in it. And what will happen on that day? And what will I lose? If you don't work on your business, on your business growth, on working out a plan to be able to get you to where you want to get to, then you are literally taking the steps without looking out. You are putting one foot in front of the other without seeing where you're going. <laughs> you're walking along holding your phone. <laughs> yeah. You are. And it's you, if you're doing that, you can't see what's coming at you, What what's the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it really is easy to get. It's really easy to isolate yourself Like as someone who loves my own company. Um, I find it very easy to find myself in an isolated situation and then actually choose to just continue that way. But when I do kind of, like you said, lift my head up, and look around me, that's when I find that the next kind of growth spurt from my business tends to come because I have this external inspiration or, you know, the soundboards and and being aware of what else is going on in the world. It really does help inspire me as a business owner to go, oh, actually, yeah, I I haven't looked around long enough and realized that my my little business boat has severely gone off course from where I wanted it to be. Take it out of a business sense. When uh, a few years ago, I went and walked the El Camino, which is a thousand kilometer track across the top of Spain. Wow. I, I didn't walk the whole thing. I did 500 kilometers. Whatever. That's um, still pretty impressive. <laughs> but when I first started it, I realized because when you work for yourself, as much as everybody thinks, oh, you're so lucky working from home, it is 24 7. So I went on this Camino uh, with a 12 kilo backpack on my back, nuts, and started walking. And for the first four days, I was looking at my feet because, oh, my God, where's my foot going to go? And is there going to be a tree trunk? Is there going to be a pavement missing? I was so worried about where my feet were going to be put down. So I'm looking down. I'm in Spain. It's a sunny day. Um, There's people around, which I didn't realize because I was there for solitude as much as anything. On about the fourth day, I remember looking up and thinking, okay, I can see the path in front of me. It's a solid path. I don't need to watch my feet. And it changed how I walked. I walked with my head held high. Oh, hello, I'm here. How are you? <laughs> how lovely to be on the Camino. <laughs> um, it does change how you are able to perceive what's around you. Around there was vineyards to one side and forests to the other, and it was absolutely stunning. But it was being able to see two things: what's around you, and the fact that that path is solid. 
very deep, I know, stay with me. But it does help to be able to see those things from a different light. Otherwise, you are watching your feet, putting one foot in front of the other and going, is that safe? Is that safe? Is that right? Have I done that right? Is that perfect? All the things that go on in our heads, stop, look up, work on your business. Yeah, I think that also comes back to the confidence as well. Because if you're questioning every step that you're taking, you're not going to have the confidence that it's going to be the right step for you. And there is that it's like how you physically hold yourself when you're having a conversation can make you feel instantly more confident, just like music can make you feel happier. I feel that we forget that how we hold ourselves to ourselves physically as well as mentally really can impact the way that we're feeling. So by sitting up straight and and projecting, (laughs) looking around, it really does help you embody that feeling that you want to have within your business or within your life and within the way that you want to feel. But, and this is the brilliance of how these conversations go. We now know that to be confident in business, to be confident in ourselves, because that's what you need to be able to be, you need and want clarity, direction, focus, accountability. Yes. If you've got those things, it doesn't matter what your business is, you will be able to build it with confidence. One of my first clients um, had a really out, uh, strange business in that it's not one that lots and lots of people do. And she said to me, well, I'm not sure if you can come and help me because my business is different. And I said, okay, uh, let me come and, and try. Because you don't want to say everybody's business is the same. <laughs> but basically what any business wants is clients to come in. How are they coming in? Is it the right client? That's your client coming in the door. They come in the door, you offer them a service. Well, how are you going to offer them that service? And what's their journey after that? When they leave, are they happy clients? Find out, get a testimonial, put it on your website. Boom. (laughs) That's with every business. So if, whether that's a product or service or anything in between, if you've got those things sorted, along with clarity, focus, direction, accountability, you are set to build your confidence and put yourself out there and be visible. Yeah. And all of that accumulates into that joy and that daily happiness that we've been talking about as well. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that any business can be successful because exactly like you said, we are all wonderful and beautiful and unique little snowflakes, but at the same time, like strategically and structurally, it's kind of the same thing. It's it's the same set of steps at a fundamental level, but the difference is you. Correct. Thank you. Exactly. It is not. It is. Everything is the same, similar. But you are unique in this and you will do it your way. If you try and follow somebody else's formula, and we know this happens, everybody finds, not everybody, people find people that they follow and then copy. It happens all the time. Don't worry about it. I never worry about people copying what I do. They're either, it's either a thing that you can see straight through or good luck to them. Go and have a ball. You can't do it the way that I do it. You don't, you're not me. And I never worry about competitors um, because they're just businesswomen. We're all trying to thrive, build. But it takes 
it is looking at what, what you want in any strategy, whether it's marketing, business, um, social media, any strategy that you're building, who are you? What do you want to be known for in that strategy? It is not about the person next to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, You need to Marie Kondo your business. <laughs> Keep what sparks joy, ditch all of the rest of it, and then find the way forward that works for you with clarity and purpose and the other four things that you said that I can't remember off the top of my head because it sounds like you say them a lot in that order. <laughs> yeah, because they work. Go on then, one more time. Clarity, focus, direction, and accountability. There we go. <laughs> Amazing. So I feel like we've covered an awful lot today around how success can come from the clarity and happiness combined with all of this other wonderful you-ness that comes with our businesses and with us being in them. But also, I think it's really important to realize that your business is part of your life. So if you can implement those things in your life, it's going to make your business feel a part of that rather than this separate entity as well. Because I feel like that's what happens with corporate jobs or when you have a job as opposed to a business, like your job is almost separate to you, whereas your business is part of you. And I think that it can be quite difficult to make that switch, especially if you're in the early stages as a side hustle or you're just starting your business because it will feel so personal. Um, Whereas your job, you just leave (laughs) at the end of the day. (laughs) But again, that's a choice. I, I love working all the silly hours, um, but choosing that if I want to stop at 10 o'clock in the morning and go for a couple of hours walk or a coffee or lunch, I can do that. Work, work a career, a job, sorry, is nine to five-ish. If you want to do that for your business or 9.30 to 2.30 with kids at home, then create the structure, create the boundaries around what you want that business to be for you. Perfect. So the last question that I have for you today, Trudy, is from everything that we've discussed today, if the listeners were going to go away and take action on one thing, one thing today, what would be the key piece of advice or the key tip that you would recommend that they go away and have a look at? I, if you're not feeling like you have clarity, if you're feeling like you're not clear or you don't know what direction you're taking so you can't focus, then I would definitely start with that journaling prompt, um, if you want to call it journaling, of um, what do I want to be known for? I That was really business changing for me to do that at the beginning of last year. And thank goodness, because it built my confidence in having that information for messaging um, to be able to do what I did in the last year, despite everything that was going on in 2020. Yeah, brilliant. I think that that's a fantastic place to start. And I think that it could help anyone get some clarity, even if you're just sat there going, I don't want to be known for this. I don't want to be known for that. Like rule those out first and then work on what's left. (laughs) Yep. Perfect. So Trudy, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this wonderful insights into happiness and clarity and business. Where can the listeners find more about you? Uh, www.thedaisychaingroup.com. Perfect. And 
I will also leave the links in the show notes to your Instagram because I love your reels that you put up with the daily little dose of inspiration uh, and to the Facebook group as well listeners if you are interested in joining a community you can go and check that one out and see if it's for you um, so yeah thanks once again for joining me today Trudy and listeners if you are wanting to hear more about Trudy and her business journey so far be sure to come back here on Thursday where Trudy will be sharing her brand story episode and until then I would love to know how this episode has helped you to think about your dif- your business differently so pop on over and join the conversations in our community on Instagram and Facebook and as always the links are in the show notes and I will see you in the brand lounge <laughs>